Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Bible Study with Marcellus and Junior. Today, we're going to be discussing Ecclesiastes from chapter 3 to chapter 6 and nothing else. Really. And we hope you guys enjoy. I can read it and you can do the explanation. Alright, should I do it like after you <clears throat> the verse or should I do it like at the end like I always do it? Okay, I, I'll stop and then. Because it's the explanation the sections, is for right. verse 1, verse 4, four through 5, mm-hmm. and then verse. Yeah. I guess I'll just stop at these because I, I have subsections as well. Okay. So one to two, and then okay, yeah, all right. So chapter five, verse one. All right. No, it's cool, bro. It needs to get a central audio. I'm here, but like the center's right here. The center's right here. What? <laughs> 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 Leave it, bro. Let me. It was it. perfect, bro. Right, bro. Oh my goodness. <laughs> all right, bro. Um, it says, as you enter the house of God, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. It is evil to make mindless mindless offerings to God. Don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. When we enter the house of God, we should have the attitude of being open and ready to listen to God and not dictate to him what we think he should do. Mm Why did you make that song? Because... It says, it is, it is, e- don't make promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. Right. So, when you approach God or any other situation, we're often like, um, bro, it just, it's your fine. Your, your phone was like this and the audio was perfect. I moved it here though. It's fine, bro. Trust me. All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess we often are like, God, I bring this before you right now. So we think of ourselves as the judge, like that person's wrong, I'm right, you know? And like give an example. So let's say you make me mad. Right. And then you like, Right, bro, I'm going home. I'm going to sit here and pray and be like, God, did you just see this man? Like, what is wrong with him? Instead of looking at what I did in order in in order to provoke him to act that way, you know? Right, right. I think that's the hastiness and rashness we come to right. God with most of the time. Like we were talking about yesterday. Yeah. Like we yeah. read yesterday. Um, it says that we should always be open to criticism because we might learn something. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Have you done that? Have you made promises? Most of the time. Like, have you made promises? I'm to like, God, I won't be my meat. Guess what? 
a few hours later. Right. Hey, actually though, I've had like some like, I had some uh, pregnancy scares. <laughs> <laughs> and like in those times, I'm oh like, God. I'm like, Lord, <laughs> like, please, give me, give me one more chance. I'll change. You know what I'm you saying? You do the exact same thing. Right. And then yeah. once I know, oh, she got her period. Then I'm like, say no more. <laughs> exactly, bro. Yeah. Which is why, like, I changed that after I read this verse a few weeks ago. I was like, I'm never making promises again. Because I know I won't keep them. Right. I'll just ask God for wisdom or to help me, you know. Yeah, that's true, bro. Because making promises is just Yeah, God blind. can punish you for that. Yeah. For not so coming through as it'll say as we read on. Right, go ahead. Uh, verse 2. Don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. Mm. Too much activity goes, gives you restless dreams. Too many words make you a fool. Mm. When you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through. For God, God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to him. It is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. Don't let your mouth make you sin. And don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake. That would make God angry and he might wipe out everything you have achieved. Wow. Yeah. Talk is cheap like daydreams and other, less acti- and other useless activities for God instead. I mean, fear God instead. Yeah. Solomon warns his readers about making foolish promises to God. In Israelite culture, making vows was a serious matter. Vows were voluntary, but once made, they were unbreakable. Um, Is it Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy, yeah. Deuteronomy? Yeah. Uh, Chapter 23, verse 21 through 23, it mentions this. Um, It is foolish to make a vow who... To make a vow you cannot keep mm. or to play games with God by only partially fulfilling your vow. It is better not to vow <clears throat> than to make a vow to God and break it. Mm. If you make a vow, keep it. Yes, sir. Jesus. Yeah, so we shouldn't be making promises like, God, if you do this, I'll do this. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> God can come through. You won't. That's crazy. Yeah. Because I haven't kept None of the promises, to be honest. Me too. Yeah. Every time, like, God, I want lust. Guess what? I have. Yeah, that's crazy. Let our words be few. Mm Mm-hmm. For talk is cheap. That Bible got them bars. I'm here. I thought that came from the world, but that was scripture. That came. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Um, verse 8. Alright. Do not be surprised if you see a poor person being oppressed by power, by the powerful, and if injustice is being miscarried throughout the land. For every official is under orders from the higher up, and matters of justice get lost in the red tape and bureaucracy. Mm. Even the king milks the land for his own profit. Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. The more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. So what, what, so what good is wealth 
except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers. Ooh. Right. More money, more problems. I'm hip. We always want more than we have. Solomon observed that those who spend their lives obsessively seeking after money never find the happiness it promises. Wealth attracts freeloaders and thieves, causes sleeplessness and fear, and ultimately ends in loss because it must be left behind. Mm. No matter how much you earn, if you try to create happiness by accumulating wealth, you will never have enough money and itself is not wrong, but loving money leads to all sort of sin, mm. all sorts of sin. Whether you're, whether you're financially, whether your financial situation, don't depend on money to make you happy. Instead, use what you have for the Lord. Mm. Yeah, because if you're wealthy or if you're rich, I guess, you always be worried about keeping it. Yeah, and who's watching me? Right. Who's trying to get my money? Right. Who's trying to... Who's break, fake? Who's trying to break into my house? Exactly, right. you know? Imagine living with that worry, bro. Like... Yeah. And putting value into tangible things that can be stolen or broken. But it says, like, when we start, when we choose to love money, that's when all sorts of sin and uh, troubles come. But loving money, I feel like, is also, it, it's, yeah, loving money is loving things of this earth as well, because that's what money buys, after all. Right, right. It doesn't do anything really right. spiritually. Right. Right. Besides maybe, like, you know, you can buy yourself a Bible. And then, like, some of these jobs. <laughs> and serving God, yeah. Right, right, right. With your money. But we shouldn't fall in love with the things money can buy. Right. Yeah. Because all those things will come to pass. And then when we leave, those things will be left here. Dude. Right. That, like, I can't imagine what being a billionaire is like. All that work to know that you ain't taking none of it. It's right. just going to die when you die. Right. Like, that's that. But it's, it's interesting because so many people become workaholics because they want to get to that billion-dollar yeah. spot. Right. Net worth, mm -hmm. salary, whatever. Right. Not even salary, but just accumulation. Net worth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're doing all that work for something that'll... That's going to break your heart once you even right. get there. And they bro. can't even love you. Right. Unconditionally. Yeah. Like, imagine if you put all that work into loving God. You know what I'm saying? You'll be fulfilled. Yeah. I was... I heard something about... Um, um, how... You should ask God to make you live out the purpose that you came to live on this earth. Mm -hmm. So that even if you die... You don't fear death and you're not worried because you know that you've run your race. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, just that hit me, bro. I was like, yeah. And I guess also we shouldn't really focus on 
making so much money that we need to have something to pass down. Yeah. Because if we believe in, if we trust in God, we know. He gonna take care of it. He's gonna take care of it. Right. Right. And it's about us educating our children on how to um, find, yeah, choose God and find purpose and success in his will for their lives right. not necessarily what they can right. accumulate because if we give them more material that just we makes raise them around it that just makes them depend it's on foolish it. right yeah exactly yeah right and that's ruining them because if you give a kid money they gonna blow it i'm hell you know which is like a lot of people in my school yeah like that come from money they don't know a thing about saving money, yeah. managing money. Yeah. They just know how to spend it. And then they don't have to worry about uh, anything, anything really. Anything, really. It's like, oh, my parents gave me $6,000. <laughs> I'm going to just spend it. And right. then when I need more money, they'll give me more yeah, money. You know. That's not really helping anybody. Because when Cause, they're gone, right. you're going to spend all their money and then... All your money. <laughs> right. right. You're going to spend your money and their money. And by the time you're like only 40, you haven't uh, accomplished anything, you know? Right. Or didn't even finish your degree, you know? Right. It's just our perspective on success is just twisted, man. Yeah. And our perspective on... Uh, Safety is also, it's not anything what the Bible talks about. Mm-hmm. We think money is safe, but it's the direct opposite. It, it attracts thieves, it right. attracts fake people. It just attracts a whole lot of problems that you don't need. Right. Because when you have money, you always have to like guard your investments. Um, you'll use it to even bribe people, which then makes you a bad person as well. You know? Yeah. People who work hard sleep well, whether they eat little or much, but the rich seldom get a good, the rich seldom get a good night's sleep. What does that mean? Seldom is like rarely. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. What we just said. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's another serious problem I have under the sun. Hoarding riches harms the saver. Money is put into risky investments that turn sour and everything is lost. In the end, there is nothing left to pass on to one's children. We all come to the end of our lives as naked and empty handed as on the day we were born. We can't take our riches with us. Right. Exactly what we're talking about. Right. Yeah, you're always worried about investments. And something that dis- can disappear just like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, because God can take it away. Or he can let it be taken away. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, I like this. We all come to the end of our lives as naked as, and as empty-handed as on the day we were born. Mm. So what I'm taking from that is even if you have money or when you get a lot of money you'll return to a place of vulnerability because you know you don't find peace right 
Yeah. I was thinking um, being naked, being comfortable with being naked is important because that's how we're, that's how we came here and that's how we're going to leave. Here. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like. And people with money are not comfortable with that. Yeah, with being naked. Yeah. You're right. Because people who are born into it, um, I feel like they don't know how to be naked. They're already covered with right. this with money wealth. Wealth. and protection, right. you know? And then people who are workaholics and they're chasing that. They're yeah. chasing it like it'll cover them. Mm-hmm. But really, it won't. Love, God's love is the only yeah. thing that can cover you. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I feel like that's what a lot of people are running from, is being naked. Mm-hmm. But here it says it's... it's Nakedness is good. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. What? People are running away from nakedness right. to be covered by money. Right. Or instead of yeah, yeah. the love of God. Right. But the love of God is what we need to cover our nakedness. Right. Do you want to write it down? I have it won't go in my <laughs> mind. Bro. All right, bro. Yeah. And it says our life will come to an end, and we'll be as naked as we were when we were first born. Right. Because you will leave all the money here. Right. Your nakedness will return. Right. But if you have God's love and covering, you will forever be covered eternally. Right. Money or not. Dang! <laughs> That's crazy. That's a gem. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, let me read the explanation. Oh. Um, God wants us to view what we have, whether it is much or little, with the right perspective. Our possessions are a gift from God, although we, <clears throat> although they are not the source of joy they are a reason to rejoice mm-hmm. because every good thing comes from god and we should focus more on the giver than the gift we can be content with what we have when we realize that in god we have everything we need mm-hmm. yeah. um verse 16 and this too is a very serious problem People leave this world no better off than when they came. All their hard work is for nothing, like working for the wind. Throughout their lives, they live under a cloud, frustrated and discouraged and angry. Even so, I noticed one thing. At least that is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life God has given them, and to accept their life, I mean, and to accept their lot in life. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life, this is indeed a gift from God. God keeps such pe- people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Ecclesiastes, man. Solomon. Wisest man alive. Oh, hell. Packing that heat. Mm. I can't wait till we get to wisdom for life. Chapter 12? No, that's chapter 7. Oh, for real? 
For me, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter eleven and twelve is also packing some heat. Okay. Yeah, I have, I have it highlighted, which means I was going crazy. Um. Okay. So we're finishing. What time the is futility it? Of love. Uh, it is one twenty-three. Another serious tragedy I've seen under the sun, and it weighs heavily on humanity. God gives some people great wealth and honor and everything they could ever want, but then he doesn't give them the chance to enjoy these things. Wow. Man. Wow. <laughs> that just shows. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense why rich people or billionaires kill themselves. Damn, bro. They don't enjoy their wealth. That's harsh. That is harsh. Imagine, bro. Not what you said was harsh. Uh, <laughs> how you said it was harsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that hits. Mm. They die and someone else... Go ahead, bro. No, go ahead. They die and someone else, even a stranger, ends up enjoying their wealth. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> Imagine working hard for your servant to inherit your wealth. Or even a fucking thief. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You're right. That's crazy. You're right. Um, <laughs> verse 2. Oh, oh no. Verse 2. Midway. They die and someone else, even a stranger, ends up enjoying their wealth. This is meaningless a sickening tragedy. Mm. A man might have a hundred children and live to be very old, but if he finds no satisfaction in life and doesn't even get a decent burial, it would have been better off for him to be born dead. What? Keep reading, bro. Just read till six. His birth would have been meaningless and he would have ended in darkness. He wouldn't even have had a name, and he would never have seen the sun or know of its existence. Yet he would have more peace than in growing up to be an unhappy man. He might live a thousand years, twice over, but still not find a, but still not find contentment. And since he must die like everyone else, well, what's the use? All people spend their lives scratching for food. All people, all people spend their lives scratching for food but they never seem to have enough. So are wise people really better off than fools? Do people gain anything by being wise and knowing how to act in front of others? Wow. Enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Everything has already been decided. It was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no use arguing with God about your desire. Your destiny. The more words you speak, the less they mean. So what good are they? <laughs> in, the few, <laughs> in the few days of our meaningless lives, who would know how our days can be spent? Our lives are like a shadow. Who can tell what will happen on this earth, on this earth after we are gone? Wow. I'll read the explanation. Yeah. Uh, this is the explanation for 
chapter 6, Ecclesiastics, verse 1 through 8. Uh, in the section, Solomon shows that having the right attitude about God can help us deal with present injustices. Prosperity is not always good, and adversity is not always bad. Mm. But God is always good. If we live as he wants us to, we will be content. Um, verse 1 through 6, this person has died without being able to enjoy his wealth and honor. Everyone dies and both rich and poor end up in the grave. Mm. Many people work hard to prolong life and improve their physical condition, yet people spend little time or effort on their spiritual health. Mm. How short-sighted is it to work hard to extend this life and not take the time to prepare for eternity? Imagine all these workout freaks who have no faith. <laughs> How meaningless. <laughs> you just... Staying healthy just to die. But I mean, a lot of people who exercise, they're... Just because someone exercises, it doesn't make... No, I'm not saying... I'm just talking about, like, these niggas who are always, like, invested, you know? Oh. Trying to be built. You're talking about... Bodybuilders. You're talking about Chunky. Who? Chunky. Who's that? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but I think... (laughs) I think he believes in God. You know? Oh, yeah. He even learned Hebrew. So, yeah. That man's on the right path. Yeah. I feel like he just lo- he enjoys the sport of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a bad thing. It's not. Yeah. Um, but um, I have seen a lot of um, individuals on social media. Mm-hmm. I've met some. Um, and I've heard them speak. And it's just like the gym is their whole life. And they treat it kind of like this... Uh, thing that will that will and has solved every um obstacle in their life but in actuality that's just god working you know what i'm saying um like um like like it says that people work hard either physically or with money to try and prolong their lives right even using money to you know what i'm saying like i guess strengthen your body in no way, shape, or form. Well, I mean, it's still important to take care of your body. Though. True, but don't. It's God's obsess temple. over it. What do you mean? You know, and make it like your idol. Explain, explain. Like, if you're a workout freak, or a workaholic, or anything else, a holic, right? And you have no purpose, no faith no goal in god you know it's all meaningless right because your body's gonna die one day naked your money's gonna get left behind naked you know right so anything you do without god or without purpose is meaningless yeah that's crazy chapter 10 or verse 10 uh, chapter 6 God knows and directs everything that happens and he is in complete control of, over our lives even though at times it may not seem that way how foolish is it for us to contend with our creator who knows us completely and can see our future verse 12 Solomon is stating that um, Solomon is stating the profound truth that we cannot predict what the future holds and only the only person who knows that will happen after we're gone is God. 
the only person who knows what will happen after we're gone is God. No yeah. human knows the future, so each day must be lived for its own value. Solomon is arguing against the notion that human beings can take charge of their own destiny. Mm. And all our plans, we should look up to God, not <clears throat> just ahead to the future. Mm. I feel like... I feel like... Back to what the verse said about... Um, chapter 6, verse 1 through 6, mentioned many people work hard... Uh, to prolong their life and improve their physical condition um, as that as if that is what will make them live longer but the thing is is that I feel like we all have like God knows when we'll be here and he knows when we're gonna leave right so I feel like the choice is how we want to live our lives while we are here you know what I'm saying so like so for the people who want to eat healthy you know like eat healthy that just means while you're here you might not battle with diseases or whatever right and then work out that just means that like if you want to work out be physically like sure. in shape that just means like it'll be easier for you to do some tasks you might not be tired you know what i'm saying but that's not gonna prolong our, prolong our life it's just Thank gonna you. you know yeah shape make it, it easier while we're here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but people think that it's going to prolong it but it's not we all have yeah. a time stamp yeah because god is time you know right it's useless saying god i'm working out you know why am i not living or even if let's say you work out dedicate your whole life to being healthy eating you know and then you get cancer i'm hip and you question god you're like god i did everything you know right but still i'm ended up here you know right after all, we don't know our destiny, which is why we can't question God or, yeah. or try to make him do things. Promises, make promises we can't mm -hmm. keep, etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You took us into uh, Ecclesiastics today. I nah, bro, appreciate when, it. When I read this book, I was like, wow. The book of Ecclesiastics. Wait, what was the John? The Songs of Solomon? Solomon, yeah. The Songs of Solomon? Songs of Solomon. The Songs of Solomon? Or is it the It's song? either or. Okay. Because yeah. I just, I just, I just flipped to a page and boom. Yeah. It's right there. <laughs> that just talks about like, basically, uh, how to please, pleasing your partner, but like, mostly pleasing your woman because of Solomon's Like this man, passion. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, Songs of Solomon is that heat. You might find a few pickup lines here and there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a virgin like a wall, and now my breasts are like towers. <laughs>